Hi everyone, Scott here from Salt Sport and Life Training and welcome to our June monthly podcast on positive coaching. I'm joined today by Dale Power. Dale currently coaches Lake Windaree in the Ballarat Football and Netball League. Uh, he was also a premiership player with Kitan and was playing coach at Stool for eight years. He also coached Beaufort in the Central Highlands Footy League from 2013 to 2017. Dale is also the principal at Miners Rest Primary School, and I absolutely know he's extremely busy as there's a bit of project managing uh, thrown into the mix at school at the moment. Welcome, Dale. Thanks, Scott. Uh, yeah, Dale, I, I absolutely know and, and really appreciate you giving up your time. I know it's a school day after a, a long weekend, and I hope you had a nice long weekend. Hey, Dale, one of the uh, patrons of SALT uh, is David Parkin who managed to successfully combine teaching with coaching the Carlton Footy Club. Um, Dale, how do you yourself find that balance between teaching and coaching? Oh, it's a really nice blend usually, Scott. Um, it's it, There's a lot of people who you work with and get to enjoy. So from that perspective, it, it's great. Um, I think the, the blend, they lend themselves, a lot of the skill sets lend themselves to each other um, and co-contribute to hopefully a successful uh, work environment and, and um, football club. I, I think um, first and foremost around me, you know, my family and my wife in particular affords me that time, the extra time to be at a football club doing what I do. But, you know, being a football and netball club person herself, she's come through and understands that. Um, and on top of that, you have good people around you or your friends who you like to confide in and have conversations with around uh, what's going on at both settings. So, you know, um, the time is a huge factor, but when you uh, enjoy what you do, I think you find a way, Scott, and I've really enjoyed all of my years in both education and around football and netball clubs. So I'm pretty fortunate to have met a lot of great people um, and, that, and that always brings out the best in you too. So, yeah. you know, um, there's times when you may wish you were doing something else or you hear your mates off here, there and everywhere interstate, not so much in recent times, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you sort of, you do have sacrifices you give to, yeah. to hopefully, you know, enjoy your workplace as a school environment and, uh, you know, make, get the most for what you can out of your time at a football club. But, you know, yeah. when I stop to think about it, you don't spend many hours at a football netball club. You, um, but you make sure they're quality hours with good people. So, yeah, yeah, good on you, Dale. So it's really nice to hear, mate. I know how much of a sacrifice that that you need to make to to make it successful. But it's it's really nice to hear that you get just as much back with your interaction and, and positive interaction with the people at uh, at both settings. Um, hey, Dale, what what keeps you awake uh, most at night, mate? Would you say students or players? Well, it's oh, that's a it's a really great question because um, you know I, I used to like to think of myself as a pretty chilled out person who could switch off, but I think as time's gone on, I um, I've come to understand myself uh, as a person who likes to dot eyes and cross t's and yeah. and be quite thorough. So it's sometimes it's the little things, Scott, that um, surprisingly keep you awake at night I think um, you know you can you can deal with some pretty big issues and you know things like uh, stopping play at a football club mid-season or not getting going like we didn't last year they're yeah. big things but 
um, you know, it's sometimes it's the little things that you that sneak up on you that you don't really think about that have you awake at 3am in the morning and yeah. writing notes to yourself, I must do this or must contact someone and have that conversation or, yeah. or whatever. So it's quite interesting at times what, what does grab you and, and really matters to your subconscious, I think. Yeah, yeah. What about uh, you don't have that? So I know David Parkin was renowned to, to get the jugular really going at times, Dale. Do you manage to, to rein that in? Or a lot of coaches say if you, you if you have one good one, then, then use it well throughout the year. But any more than that, you're probably wasting your time. Yeah, I definitely. This day and age, uh, I don't think that that goes over too well. And it's not it's not what we you know, sort of expect these days or, or enjoy, to be honest. You don't enjoy yeah. giving it and you don't enjoy... Uh, people no. having the fallout of uh, sort of those uh, big sprays or anything as, as a football coach. So, no, it's uh, there's a time and a place for everything, of course. But, um, yeah, if you've got something to get off your chest, I think you go and talk to people properly about it and uh, yeah, do one. it in the right in the right way. Yeah, fantastic, Dale. Um, Dale, how, how would you say, you know, how has um, teaching influenced your perspective on, on coaching? Like you said, I, I suppose both would um, complement each other pretty well. Yeah, um, I, I think probably in a school setting, we're a little more formalised around how we intentionally approach some aspects of what we do in our leadership and our, our styles and our methodology. So, you know, we're very fortunate in education. We're afforded a lot of professional learning and personal growth opportunities. So, um, you know, being the benefactor of many years of that, I think you start to harness uh, what you deliver and when and how you go about it. You're given a lot of skill sets and different um, ways to approach different challenges that you may face. So, um, I think you've got to be in the game to understand what's required at the time and understand the people you, you're around and how yep. they best function. So, like, I, I go back to understanding myself first and knowing how I'll respond to certain things. And I'm fairly, you know, I try to be um, really open to feedback around how I respond to certain situations and then uh, feed that on to the people around me that matter. Um, yeah. But, you know, inevitably, I think we're all getting better at being solution focused um, yeah. around the way we we um, think about things and all, all challenges present opportunities. I mean, you know, you can be faced with some pretty ordinary challenges at times and hear some awful things from your staff or families in your school or people at a football netball club, but it always yeah. presents an opportunity to improve something or give someone else a new um, perspective or a new go at something so yeah. yeah I think we we look at the glass half full sort of notion there Scott yeah absolutely darling and I think you know we touched on that just slightly there that the coach has changed a lot over the years I, I remember um, laughing I think it was on the could have been champions when when Peter Moore yeah. was talking about um, Ron Barassi in the 80s he, they kind of knew that whoever if, if they'd had a bad quarter someone was going to cop it <laughs> and it, which is generally the first person who arrived in at the huddle. So yes. Peter Moore said it, it nearly turned farcical that no one wanted to be the first person to reach the huddle and, and feel Ron's wrath. So in the end, they were just trying to walk, they were walking in as, as slowly as they could. So that, that's absolutely changed. And from your playing days and, and coaching at Kitan and Stall there, um, the journey would have changed quite a lot. And um, how have you seen the changes from a yesteryear coach to a modern coach? Um, yeah, I, th I think um, certainly when I 
was introduced to senior football. I was quite young and you just want to fit in and you want to be accepted yeah. by by doing certain things. Um, yeah. And the real brava, you know, real, I don't know, um, it's a bit of an old school thinking around yeah. what made a bloke tough in the day. Um, yeah. So, you know, even training with injuries or showing yeah. your worth in other ways. Um, whereas these days we're far more forgiving and understanding of the individual and their needs to come yeah. together. We still want that team notion, but, yeah. but understanding that a team's made up of individuals and all the talents and skills and, um, you know, beliefs that they bring to the table, you, you've, yeah. got to, you've got to sort of package them up to get the best result for a team. Um, whereas, yeah, it was a bit old school, um, you know, back in the 90s and the early 2000s yeah. around, well, you know, you had to be pretty hard and tough to... You know, you had to be able to take all the the teasing and the stirring in the background, right. and, and you know, be pretty well able to go home and just deal with it. Um, yeah. Whereas now we're far more supportive and understanding, I think. So, yeah. you know, a coach's role is really to understand what's going on around them and see who's on the periphery and bring yeah. them in. You know, you, some blokes need to hear some, you know, yeah. pretty pretty um, honest conversations at times, whereas others sort of need a bit more of a cuddle and and, and yeah. that's okay, you know. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not seen as that weakness that it once was, I don't think. No, absolutely, Dale. I, I really like what you've touched on there, Dale, about the inclusive nature of football clubs now. Like, we, we do a lot of work on how to improve cultures around clubs, whether that be mm. through, you know, racial or, or, or gender inequality and how we can all strive to get better. And, and really that idea of that... Um, you know, probably how it's described as that toxic masculinity back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember as a young fellow, I've, I've started playing senior footy at Geraldry um, in the Murray League back, um, you know, in the in the late 80s, in, in 1989. And, and I remember the, the culture around there. If you were best on ground, you got the pewter mugdale and, um, <laughs> you know, you'd take it to the local hotel and, and you know, undoubtedly if you are best on ground, you'd end up blind drunk. And, and I remember yeah. even that pressure as a, as a 16 year old, you know, yes, what would, yes. what would happen if I, if I got best on ground and, and, you know, and I remember it, you're lucky enough it had happened, but there was just that really, it comes from a good play style. You know, they, yeah. they were trying to include you in, but they, they just kind of went around it the, the wrong way, that inclusive nature that they were trying to achieve. Yeah, it's a great uh, um, example of what used to happen, Scott. That's exactly part of my experience. And, um, you know, it's great that we've moved on from there. You know, even now as a, as a coach, I'm very cognizant of the times I need to be around the group and when I don't. And funnily enough, yep. it's always when you're having losses and repeat losses or bad yep. losses and yep. underperforming losses that you really need. That's when you stand up and you're about. It's pretty easy to be around and, you know, enjoy a win. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very symbolic about what we do and when we're around. And actually, I, as I've matured, I've consciously thought about when I need to be seen and when it's not so important. Yeah, re really good. And I think if you have the right culture there, Dale, you, you know that you've given ownership of leadership opportunities to others and it's that opportunity for them to step in and, and know it's their time when it when it mightn't be, uh, you know, maybe you're not needed at that time. So, hey, Dale, if you were going to put uh, your finger on probably the most important facet of being a successful coach of young men, what do you reckon it would be? Uh, I'm really careful, Scott, to distribute my time and, you know, yep. I, I've, I've 
improved over the years. I almost used to got to I got to the point actually where I did have a bit of a tick list to make sure I got through my list. And yeah, you know, there's there's sixty odd odd young men that you want to get to over a set period of time, and uh, and I mean in a one on one situation. So um, so just. I've got better now. I don't so much have a list, but I'm I've got a mental checklist all the time of who I haven't heard from for a little while right. and touching in. So have, having or showing your playing group that you're giving them the time, and and then I'm actually standing there listening. So it's not it's not the two way conversation or me yeah. giving feedback necessarily. It's actually me listening to the player. And it yeah. could be playing based, it could be team based, but it could be um, socially or privately, you know, depending yeah. on where that relationship's at and how long I've been um, with them in the playing group, they often uh, open up different aspects of their life to you. So yeah. really the, the listening to the rhetoric around what's going on for them. And at, at the end of the day, they're all um, components of how they'll perform you know, for the team and the club, but yeah. it actually shows them that they matter to me as well. So again, that sort of two-way street and tapping into the drivers, it helps me tap into when to push the buttons on any particular player if they're perhaps not performing to the level they want to. Yeah, that, that's a fantastic insight there, Dale. And, and I, I suppose based on that, like um, h- how do you balance that that need to sometimes, you know, if you have to deliver a, a ruthless or strong message, you know, h- how do you balance that on the potential impact on the player? Well, I'm, I'm very fortunate um, with the group. You know, the Ballarat League's quite strong and you've got quite motivated young athletes. Yeah. Um, and and. I often have them approach me and say, could I get some feedback or would you mind watching this element of my game this weekend and giving me oh, feedback? Yeah. And I, I always follow up their question with, do you want me to tell you what you want to hear or do you want the honest feedback? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's really important that you scaffold that or frame that up for them. Yeah. I'm going to objectively tell you what I'm seeing. It's not about you, the person. It's about you and your football actions in this particular example so yeah. you know um you take out the personal aspect of it and um yeah i think honesty is the key because sometimes um in the moment players won't exactly love what they're hearing but yeah. at the end of the day um you know are you there to give them the honest feedback and improve them which yeah. they'll respect or do you want to be liked and yeah, I think there's a big difference between being respected as a coach or liked as a coach for me. Yeah, fantastic, Dale. That's that's really interesting. I, ho- I hope all your students are as uh, as driven as the the young players you're coming through the uh, the Lake Windaree Footy Club. Mate. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. Hey, Dale. I know we spoke about this just. Um, off air too. At, at Salt, we work with many clubs during lockdown in 2020. Um, you know, predominantly with the aim of, of keeping players connected, and and a lot of them, you know, they voiced their struggles that it was, um, you know, that lack of routine, tensions at home, and increased behaviours around drinking yeah. and gambling with the extra time on their hands. And and we absolutely know this led to poorer mental health uh, during that time, especially with our young sports people. Um, how did the, uh, the the players cope at the Lakers, and and you know what did you what did you need to do during that time for them essentially? Oh, I think I think we just try tried to be really clear around the facts firstly, Scott, and to understand it ourselves. So I, I'm a big yeah. believer in um, you know being clear with my decision making before I share it, and sometimes. Yeah. 
that looks like I've delayed it or it's come coming through later than what people would like. But we live in a world of social media where we're all commenting and all putting our opinions forward all the time. And they're, they're the guys I'm talking to in that age group at, at the football club a lot where they've got a lot going on and they're, you know, mm. they're hearing lots of things. And um, I like to be across all the facts and the information and know what's actually going on before I'll sort of set that path forward for us. So I tried yeah. to be really clear um, and, and not too frequent with my messaging, but, you know, often yeah. enough that obviously I wanted the players to know a pathway forward for us and what that meant for us and how that could look and what it meant for them. Um, yeah. So, you know, and then over time through those challenging times when we were in lockdown for, you know, sustained periods, I guess it was check-ins, um, we, we've got, you know, as, as you would expect at a football club, quite a lot of different subgroups within the larger group. And then we were catching up and having Zoom meetings and making fun yep. quiz nights or or check-ins yep. like that as well. So, again, I'd, I'd go through those sorts of more um, team or group-focused sessions, but then I was also just um, on the phone intermittently when I'm in the car, you know, heading somewhere, I'd just call someone and touch base and see how they're travelling. Yeah, good on you, Dar. Um, so I was just going to ask too then, when we present our, our positive coaching sessions to coaches, um, one of the biggest issues they generally talk about is, is the relationship managing uh, with parents. Um, you know, and I, I'd imagine as a school teacher, you've had a, a lot of experience in this. Um, what, what advice would you give to coaches in how to manage this relationship that produces a, a, a positive culture at the club all around? Yeah, again, Scott, I, th I think just being clear and transparent and yeah. predictable. So d it's really tricky. I actually find uh, the coaches at football clubs who coach the junior teams, uh, for them it's quite challenging, uh, even more so than a senior coach, to be honest, in, in some respects, yeah. Um, yeah. because you're sometimes coaching the child, you're coaching their development, but you're also coaching a family or a family member and what they want for their child. And, and we all have different expectations, you know, at, yeah. within clubs, um, people are running out for different reasons onto a field. So some yeah. are do, doing it for the sheer enjoyment and participation level. And some are, are, you know, obviously a little more competitive and trying to get the result every week. So I think you just need to be clear and transparent around what we're actually here for and stick to that mantra. Yeah. You know, um, you know yeah, I, I think it's about development for young people and understanding that it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint for that year. And that yeah. um, the bigger picture is more important. Um, so, yeah, does, I'm not sure. Does that answer your question? No, it absolutely does, Dale. I, I yeah. think that's great. And, and really, you know, you touched on that big picture. And, and that's really what we try and get across to, to parents when we do a, a positive parenting course. You know, what, what is your child actually learning from their journey through sport? It's a it's a, it's, a, it's a vehicle to try and in, increase, you know, their their values and, and, and what they find is important to them and, and just trying to increase all, all the benefits to sport. We get out of sport by playing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Dale, I'm just looking at the time there, mate. Now, I haven't heard a bell go in the background, but um, <laughs> based on, um, on being the principal there, does that mean you've got any yard duty coming up, Dale, or how do we go there? 
Yeah, I, I do have some yard duties. Another important part of leadership, isn't it, Scott, to be out there doing doing the groundwork with what needs to be done. Um, I don't I don't have one this recess, so we're we're about uh, half an hour off our recess. So all yeah. good. Well, good on you, Dale. Hey, Dale, it's been really uh, lovely to chat with you today. And and I know we go back a little bit. The last time I was at the school, I was probably dressed up as a giraffe in a caravan, uh, mate. Which is Correct. um, do you, fond do you memories still get, of that. Do you still, I don't think I ever got you in the suit, Dale, did I? Uh, no, no. I, I, I did do the suit, but pre, pre your time, I'm pretty sure, Scott. Pre my time. Oh, well, your, your effective leadership uh, must have uh, come into the fore a little bit more as we went along. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dale, really nice to speak to you. And all the best for the season, Dale. How are you tracking at the moment, mate? Yeah, really well. Um, we're really excited about where we're at. So we're three and two after yep. the first six rounds. We've had a bye. And, um, yeah, we, we're quietly hopeful of sneaking some finals appearances this year and it'd be nice to to win a final um, with this young group of lads. They, yeah, I mean, last year we knew the year was off and we were a young group the year prior to that, but it's amazing how far and how quickly these guys are coming along in a short period of time. So it's a pretty exciting time at Lakers. That's great, mate. And the enthusiasm they've come back with, Dale, has that been something you've seen? Like it's just... I, yeah. I wouldn't have liked to have been that first tackle laid, I think, after that long break. <laughs> yeah, no, they're very appreciative of their time together. You know, sometimes you strip it back to the bare bones of what it is. And, yeah, yeah you forget sometimes it's we're privileged to get that time together and we should yeah. really embrace the three or so hours of training we get each week together. So I yeah, think they, they now have a new perspective on that, which is a, a small win out of a bad situation. Yeah, good on you, Dale. And, and Dale, I think the the young fellow that the young fellows that'll have the privilege under your tutelage, I'm I'm sure they'll really reap the benefits. And it's been fantastic having a chat with you today. Oh, thanks, Dale. Ah, uh, thanks, Scott. I appreciate the opportunity and congratulations on what Salt's messaging and doing in the community. I think it's just a wonderful initiative. So well done. Good on you, Dale. Thank you.